Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Surprise! <laughs> well, I bought a distillery yeah. and we... <laughs> And we're, we're, we're moving, moving to Kentucky. Yep. Here we come. Bardstown. Surprise. I'm actually a millionaire. Yep. And Gus won the lottery. He hit the Powerball four days ago. Are you happy? No, I'm happy. No, he's happy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Matt is not an easy person to make happy, so. Uh, you know, I don't know. Tesla's down $65 today. Really? Why? Actually, everything's down a lot today. Yeah. It started yesterday, the day before, I think. We are down to three months ago. Wow. This is my reference account, so I know how bad the market is. I know when to take my 401k and put it out. <laughs> Which has been out, but I think it's almost time to buy back in now. Wow, it went down a whole lot today. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. For those of you interested in buying the dip. Yeah, today's March 5th, so. By the time you get this, it's probably going to be over. Or the world's over. Oh, yeah. It's possible come by Monday morning, everything is everything's done. Eh. The 2021 bubble. I doubt it, but it's, it, I don't know, it could I've been if watching it, a lot of those videos. Sorry, folks, it has nothing to do with whiskey and whitetails. But it's, it's fascinating about, stuff about the you know the market, the housing market, and yeah, stocks and what's going on with the the value of the dollar and like how all those things create this perfect orchestra, of, if if you will, of uh, what is our economy and, and the ripple effect of putting too much money or inflation into one thing or another how it affects everything else yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens over the next uh two years with everything going on people get like a lot of people getting ready to come out of their forbearance with their mortgages and not going to be able to still pay them all this money pumping into the economy and causing inflation and you're selling the market the market is going to correct itself eventually oh yeah i think it's doing it right now i hope not it's a little early but i'll take it yeah, the what I've read and seen and heard the you know air quote experts talk about is is the housing market may crash. If it does, it'll be fourth quarter of this year, or next year. Um, but that the stock market will correct itself, and there's not probably not going to be a major. But I don't know. That's just what people on YouTube say. I yeah, don't I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I mean, I'm on YouTube saying some stuff too. Yeah. I'm not right. 
Yeah, there's things I say. We're on a podcast. We talk to people about. And... Oh, I forgot we were on here. Do you want to answer that? Hi, everybody. No, I don't. Actually, we can. Let's answer it live. Hello? Hi, this is Lisa with the warranty department. Oh. The reason I'm calling you is to remind you that we sent you a final warranty notice in the mail, letting oh, you know that the warranty in your... No. <laughs> I don't have anything with a warranty on it, so... <laughs> uh, I get those all day long. Yeah. That's why I don't get my number out, because it's just... it's I already get it. You, know, you know what the biggest mistake I ever made was was putting a phone number on my... Uh, my attendance pass for that black hat. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't my personal phone. Luckily it was my uh, work phone. Yeah. Uh, but I get tons of calls from tech companies all over the place trying we, to sell me stuff. We bought track like fake phones for that. Oh yeah. So I still, I had mine up until, let me tell you this folks, life lesson. If you go to black hat and you get a throwaway phone because you don't want to use your phone, which you shouldn't don't use an ATM. Don't use anything. If you go to black. So black hat's a hacker festival, basically. Um, we went for work, but I left that phone in my truck. My wife saw it like three months ago and she's like, why do you have a second cell phone? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, there's a second. I just saw it. It's in the back seat of your truck. And I'm like, I don't know why I have a second cell phone. <laughs> I got there like, oh, it's from uh, when I went to Vegas. And you know, she was like, mm-hmm. So there's probably like something in the back of her mind where, where she's like, why does he have a second cell phone? So if you're going to have a second cell phone, throw it away or hide it better. Got one for everyday business and one for the plug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for the plug. Yeah, that's my plug <laughs> cell phone. No texting that one. It's a flip phone. Oh, that's funny. All right. This episode's powered by Firefly. Which Firefly. Is, um, Tell us about it. Which is a whiskey here in uh, Southern Carolina. That um, it's in Charleston. It's in, they're in North Charleston. They actually used to be on Johns Island, and they split a property with uh, Deepwater Vineyard. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool spot. You can go out there and walk the vineyard. And they had this cow. Her name was Ida. Her last name was Claire. Ida Claire. She's a cool <laughs> cow. She's a those Brahmin cows with the big hump on their back. She's a miniature oh, yeah. Brahmin. Oh, a miniature Brahmin. Yeah. yeah. Really cool cow. But um, anyway, now they moved over to North Charleston. And they have a really nice facility. And um, it's, do you know where Holy City moved to? No, I don't. But yeah. isn't, well, where did they move? Right across the street. Okay. So but it's like over, in the over woods. Over there by that fish and chips place. Yes. But yeah. it's in the woods over there. Oh, really? So it's actually really cool. Like you go around this dirt path and then you're in this huge field and there's a distillery in there and um they do events and stuff we went there for an oyster roast interesting but anyway they um they make whiskey or vodka so the sweet tea vodka everybody's had that's um that's the made but they also make a uh, lemonade vodka and so you could take the sweet tea vodka and the lemonade vodka and mix it together and have an arnold palmer yeah a Really alcoholic Arnold Palmer, dude. My Robin Hood app is freaking out. <laughs> it's constant. <laughs> anyway, it's down. It's down. Yeah, it's everything's down. Um, Five point nine percent. Anyway, um, so yeah, they uh, they make their own whiskey as well, which is pretty good. You know, on par for local stuff. However, this Firefly, it's um. 
it's the distillery expressions that they just started doing. So they get it from Sazerac. Okay. And the rumor is that this is Buffalo Trace, Mashville 1 and 2 mixed together. Interesting. So actually, we did a, a live blind um, with Colton. Mm-hmm. And we did this, uh, Colonel Taylor and Blanton's, and the wives poured it for us, so we didn't know what they were. And uh, we guessed all three correctly, but I, it's also three things that I drink a lot of. So. Right. But anyway. Let's try it out. We're going to pop this. I hadn't opened it yet. So. Pop this top. These are uh, only 375 milliliter bottles, by the way. Cute. So in my hand, they look like airplane bottles. <laughs> it does look like an airplane bottle. Like, that sounded good. That was a good one. Give you a little extra. Yeah, I don't have to drive anywhere. Yeah. Me neither for a while. But yeah, um, so I actually went in there and talked to him. So the head distiller's name is uh, Michael. It's M-I-K-E-L-L. But um, we, uh, he walked me around and showed me their still... And uh, they distill it again. So once they get it from Buffalo Trace, they run it through their still another time. Okay. And then they barrel it in a number four char, brand new charred oak barrels. And then they sit on John's Island for three to five years. Really? Yeah. I guess whenever they're separate, ready. So it's a they have separate rickhouse, not by their... Yeah, it's the old one. But now they have a rickhouse behind their new distillery. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing as they empty barrels from the other place, they'll start back along there. Yeah. So but. they're so they're no longer is that uh, is the winery also using that place for their wine or were they just they were renting? The, oh, so see. he he told me they owned the property, they sold it to the winery, I believe, but they were renting the space back. Um, I see. While they were building that spot in North Charleston. Okay. The place is really cool. That's actually what it looks like on the bottle. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it looks. It reminds me of the uh, Jim Beam mm-hmm. Distillery. It yeah. looks very similar. Probably bigger, honestly. The building because yeah. they have a. It's all in one. Where the yeah. Jim Beam Distillery, they have like their gift shop area. It's like, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> smells like Buffalo Trace. It does. <laughs> Tastes like. Buffalo Trace. Does it? But I actually like it a lot. It's quite good. It's very sweet. It has a... Uh, it's more. Is it more oily than Buffalo Trace? I don't know. That's one thing that we talked about is the... Uh, the mouthfeel is very... A lot... It's a, it is more oily. And we think that that may be the South Carolina aging. Just the way the barrels yeah. age here. But... It's good though. Yeah, I do like it a lot. It's very sweet. It's the only size bottle they do. That's the only size. <clears throat> it's a weird choice. Well, if you think about it, Buffalo Trace is what twenty three to twenty eight dollars. So they sell these, I think, for twenty five. So, and pictures, yeah, and pictures. It look it's a normal size bottle in pictures. That's what it looks like. But you go to the Firefly Distillery. And you, you get there pick and this like, up, and it's a novelty thing. It looks kind of weird like, size. It's kind of cute, but we think seven fifty <laughs> for twenty five dollars. That's a great deal. 
you know and then yeah. you get there and you're damn it's only 375 but i drove all the way here so i might as well get two right. of them so yeah. then you end up buying two instead of one i mean i bought three and then i dropped one which is the one that you ended up getting yeah i didn't drop it lauren dropped it but that's okay whatever it didn't break the bottle so that's good yeah i watched a video the other day of a a guy with a, a brand new bottle of uh elijah craig, elijah craig. i saw it too yeah it sucks took to for those who didn't see it. He yeah. was t- taking the uh, filming with one hand with his phone and taking the um, the plastic the plastic kind of wrap around the top. And he he did one little last jerk to pull off, and it tipped the whole bottle over and shattered everywhere. It's sad. It is sad. I felt this pain. I'll, I'm going to read this. Firefly Distillery is proud to share its unique expressions bottlings. These are very limited small batch selections from our craft projects that we are particularly proud of. Just like us, they are entrepreneurial spirits full of low country passion and personality. So sip them like we do with friends, with friendly folks gathered for a good time. So, okay. I mean, that works. Friendly folks gathered for a good time. Yep. That's our new... uh, That sounds uh, very South Carolina of them. Yes. That's going to be our new... When they said that, I, I just... It made me think of oyster roasts and yeah, a low country boils, a porch, and yeah. Is that is that the seal, the feel that they have there? Does it, it, have, like some, a, does it have kind of like a, yeah, a, a porch sort add of... some mud to it, yeah. and, and we're there. <laughs> Part, is the, the parking... Well, the, I was, it rained the entire time. Oh, okay. So, All right. I'm not being fair with my... Uh, That's okay. But no, I really... I did like it. I asked him, I texted him yesterday to see if he wanted to come on, not as Firefly, but just as a distiller yeah, in yeah. chat oh that'd be cool yeah he doesn't yeah. have to represent the company if, yeah. if they're if that's not cool but just to talk to someone who we could treat him like the stig works in the industry put a make him wear a helmet that would be funny is to have this is a major a, distillery especially when we start getting our, our filming for the podcast up and going have him on occasionally just make him wear a mask mm-hmm. something funny the whole time like a yeah that's actually really good that final throwback sip there i enjoy it sorry for the pauses we're just thinking and there's not a lot of whiskeys that i really enjoy but i, I mean that's not true that that was a flat out lie I don't know why. <laughs> there's not a lot of whiskeys I, I really enjoy there's not a lot of whiskeys that i think taste like some like everyone would like it yeah that and is a, um, one of them. and i think you would say you would say this about um Buffalo Trace or even um, any of the... Every episode. <laughs> I was going to say, your your mouth has gotten to a point now where it just rejects anything other than whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> once, once again, I'm spilling stuff on myself. Um, but when you, when you, you know, sometimes you drink a, a whiskey and whether it's a bourbon, an Irish whiskey, a scotch, whatever it is, you, you taste it and you go, oh, that's, that's like right down home plate. It's not... Yeah. It, it kind of epitomizes that particular thing. And I feel like, you know, getting this from, from Sazerac and the, those mash bills that we're very familiar with that come from them, that's, you're not getting anything groundbreaking out of it. Yeah. It's exactly what you would expect from a bourbon. Yep. So yeah, if it, if it is something that remains locally available and affordable, it'd be worth picking up regularly when you can't find Buffalo Trace. Yes. I'm going to have another help yourself would you like another sure 
You threaten me with a good time. Okay. Okay. So I have a question. Ooh. I have an answer. What do you think is a uh, suitable vessel to put whiskey in other than glass? Other than glass? Yes. That's a good question. Um, I have... Oh, they're packed away because we're moving. Yeah, but Gus, I have... Um, Gus bought a plantation. Yeah, bought a, yeah we bought a... Pla- surprise. <laughs> well, I bought a distillery yeah, and yeah. we... <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're, we're moving to Kentucky. Yep. Here we come. Bardstown. Surprise. I'm actually a millionaire. Yep. And Gus won the lottery. He hit the Powerball four days ago. That's <laughs> sadly not true. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly. Well let, me, well, let me ask you this. Are you talking about drinking just whiskey, like neat or on the rocks or in any fashion? No, no, no. Like you go to the store to buy whiskey. We don't put it in glass anymore. We put it in. Oh, I, fuck. I don't know. Oh. It's fine. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, there's a company called Two Stacks. And now for $18.99, you get a four-pack of, dun dun dun, dun Dram in a Can. A can? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a hard pass. There's a reason why yeah. glass is used. I know. Um, and there's a reason why when you drink anything from a can that's also available in, say, a bottle, it tastes different. Still good. It can yeah. still be enjoyable, but the taste is clearly different. Like Bud Light in a can and Bud Light in a bottle, totally different drink. Right. And it's funny that I will actually, I p- prefer certain beers from a bottle yeah. and I prefer others from a can. <clears throat> I prefer Bud Light in a bottle, as I know yep. you, you too. I prefer Coors out of a can. Same. Don't know Same. why. Silver Bullet's got to be. It just tastes better yep. out of a can. I think some of that is in my head. You know, I drink a lot of Coors. Summertime, college, or on the beach, Coors is kind of a go-to. So, like, having yeah. that in a can, just it just is. But Bud Light tastes way better out of a bottle. Yep. Bar none. So, this says, in recent years, canned beverages have acquired a certain... I'm not going to say that word because I hate that word. Craft beer makes uh, makers have embraced the packaging, and beverage brands are heavily promoting canned cocktails to say nothing of hard seltzer. What could be next? Whiskey in a can, of course. I just don't see it going well, man. It's an Irish whiskey. Rolling out its dram in a can in the U.S., the beverage comes in a four-pack of mini cans with just 100 milliliters, or roughly 3.4 ounces per can. Huh. Have you seen the... That would be kind of weird, because the way you drink whiskey, it has to smoothly enter your mouth, and that little bubble, that little yeah, lip thing on a can is So that's like what I was just in. thinking about. It. It's, hmm. it goes beyond just the potential metallic flavor that yeah. may come with it. But I'm thinking about like how you sip whiskey and like how it actually flows onto your lips. Yep. When you drink something out of a can, it kind of has a. It's like glub glub. Yeah, it enters your mouth kind of rough. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see how you're gonna like sip a, a, whis- a whiskey <laughs> very well. Um, I, I'd shotgun it. I think. I think I think they would have to come up with a unique way to open the tab or open the top that yeah. made it so that you could sip it. Like there's that one company that makes the beer. Doesn't work. You read the reviews on that. Oh, where it's it, like a can opener and it cuts yeah. the top off. I always like, I, I didn't understand why you'd want to do that, but whatever. Um, yeah, I just don't see from a taste perspective. I don't see putting whiskey, um, you know. I also have to imagine there's some, there's going to be some interaction with the alcohol, the ethanol, and the aluminum. Yeah, you know? it's just a regular old can. 
It looks like the little nitro coffee cans. Yeah, it's exactly what it reminds me of an aluminum version of, um, oh, damn it. What, what are those cheap, they're cheap little, is it Mickey's? They come in little bottles of beer. Yeah. And it's like, that's some rough beer to drink. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the, all the, every fighting song ever made in the 90s <laughs> talked about Mickey's. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the canned version of Mickey's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't look good to me. I mean, I, mean, I would try it. I'd yeah, try I'd certainly try it. Just, I mean, maybe we we should go get a can and fill it full of whiskey and drink it out of it and see what it's like. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, I, I want to break it open and see if they're lining it with something else. I just feel like the alcohol would eat away or and, and cause there to be... Uh, yeah, I don't know. To mess with the flavor. Might be a shelf. I mean, it's definitely going to mess with the flavor, but it might maybe it's shitty whiskey and they're like, oh, it'll taste better if you put plastic in it. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, who knows, man? I don't yeah, know. I, don't know. I just, really I would sure. never. Have you seen the canned water you can buy now? Yes. Like the liquid death. Yeah. Like I know for a while there, uh, certain uh, certain businesses and organizations would switch their machining, uh, like Budweiser, for example, or Anheuser-Busch, um, for certain, like for disasters. Um, like yep. when I went down to Louisiana back last year, you'll see cans of, it looks like a, Bud, a Budweiser can, but it's all white or silver. And it just says what it'll say water on it. Yeah, I've seen um, it. And they just switch, you know, in their their factory, they just switch the whatever they got to do to fill it with water instead, and they help donate and get water to people who need it. It's pretty cool. But a company decided to capitalize on it. Of course, it's America. Yeah. And now they got this water that comes in like a big tall can, kind of like energy drinks do. It's called Liquid Death. And what I saw when I, when I saw someone drinking it, I, it was uh, it was a comedian that you and i both like and they have a show together and the two of them one of them had it on their on their table let me guess it was the fat one drinking it yeah and i of course immediately thought oh having an alcoholic beverage already um it turns out it was actually water (laughs) it kind of looks like a um a miller can yeah is it a miller or guinness they have a black and a white yeah yeah but it definitely looks like like if you saw the, the front of that and it said liquid death and you saw that skull on it and someone said, hey, this is a really good stout or a really good IPA, yeah. you wouldn't yep. think twice about it. Nope. But it's just water. So like it makes me wonder like how many people are cruising down the road, throwing back their liquid death water and getting pulled over because a cop thinks they're just slamming a yeah. a 16 ounce uh, tall boy. <laughs> or they live in South Carolina and the cops don't care. That could be. <laughs> I don't know. I see people driving around drinking twisted iced teas all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. I mean, alarmingly all the time. Yeah. I have I a theory that the drivers here aren't really that bad. They're just all drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I saw a guy get out of a vehicle um, a few weeks ago. He, you know, when something falls out of the truck, an old can, whatever, you never know like how old it is. Yeah. But as a company truck, as a construction individual, um, I think it was his own company. It looked like a, you know, worked for himself. Yeah, you know, contractor kind of thing. He opened the door and a twisted T, empty twisted T fell nice. out. I was like cruising around, putting up fence and getting hammered all day. Yeah. Probably making good money too. <laughs> I mean, well, I used to work in landscaping and we had certain types of people that mm-hmm. worked for us and they would almost always show up with beer in their, uh, yeah. in their, in their little, whatever those things called, you know, lunch boxes. Yeah. I see, you know, you go to the gas station in the morning like seven, eight o'clock and you see folks coming in to get their drinks and water or snacks, yeah. whatever for lunch for the day, especially folks who work outside or whatever. It's not, you don't, it's not uncommon to see someone that works construction or works outside grabbing a couple tall boys of yep. steel reserve or whatever. And it, I used to like 
always kind of shake my head. And then I got to thinking like, you know, alcoholism is a real thing. Some people can't function without that like baseline. Yeah. And that may be just what they need to get them through the day. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no doubt that if you drink too much at night and you get up and have a mimosa, you're like, ah, oh, okay. All better. Yeah. <laughs> my head no longer Can hurts. you imagine like being an alcoholic and then feeling that way, like you're going to die? Dude, there's just no because, way. Man. I there's no way I could even be an alcoholic. I think about that all the time that if I were to fall off the handle and just get just be drunk all the time. Like, there's no way I could do it because I drink. I don't know. M- maybe most people don't drink as much as I drink when I drink, but that's correct. When I wake up the next morning, I'm like, okay, not for a while. <laughs> like, I can't tell you that. You know, the last time I felt like that, and Jessica and I had this conversation the other day. The last time I have felt like that, uh, actually, two times. Uh, the night at uh, Mr. Ellswick's house. Um, the last two times we've hung out. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Well, no, 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 no. So when we went to Patrick's yeah. um, and we tasted all the whiskeys and we were pitching our, our stuff. And well, we, we had the moonshine. We were all excited. Oh, that's what it was, that's too. I forgot was. about the moonshine. That's that what did out. it to me. I remember he yeah. had that. Like, yeah. I was good. And then I, I have a, for those of you that don't know, I have a best friend who also enjoys seeing when I will say no and if he can convince me to say yes. And so that moonshine jar kept getting pushed in my direction and i didn't have to try the next day so what's funny is i've had it a bunch of times and i've had moonshine my whole life and patrick's like this is strong boys don't don't like you can taste it but don't drink and we have already been drinking all all evening yeah and i was like i can handle it so i took a swig and i was like man that's really good i was like gus you gotta try this and you're like i'm good man i was like no you really have to try this you gotta try it and then uh we tried it for a while yeah and after you've been drinking whiskey all night you know, the initial, like, usually when you drink moonshine, it's got a burn to it. You take a sip and you're like, oh, that's it enough. Like smooth. that. Yeah, super smooth. Spring water. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so other than that, it was the night that we went and saw Tom Segura live. And then we went out later. Yeah. And we got shmammered. That's what I'm saying. The last two times you've done that were with me. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's. And that was a while ago, Tom Segura. Thing. Yeah, Tom Segura was. Uh, Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica had to keep waking me up on the drive, the Uber home. Really? I kept falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that because uh, we were going to go somewhere else. And um, like we we all kind of looked at each other and Andy was like, I don't think we should go anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. We were going home either way. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had just left. Um, I forget where it was. We went to um, Burns. We took an elevator upstairs into like a patio area. And then it was super busy and crowded. There's a bar upstairs and a bar yeah, downstairs. That's um stars. Okay. Stars rooftop bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always get hammered there. Cause that back, you know, the street. But stairways, it's on Leading Street. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So on the back, um, that back stairway, it's on King Street. But it's on that oh, back King stairway. Street, right. Yeah, yeah. Um they always put guards there because people jump off the stairs and they don't realize <laughs> that it keeps going. It it's not one floor. From where you're looking at, it's a story. Yeah. But when you look down, the road dips, so it's like three stories. <laughs> so they always have a security guard there, and like I like to stand in front of them and drink for a while, and then pretend like I'm going to run and jump off the, and it freaks them out. Yeah, I do it all every time I go there. They hadn't, they hadn't picked up on it yet. No, it's usually somebody different. I mean, how often? How long? Can that, you... th- would that be some shit though? Is you do that eight times, and and then you laugh about it every time, and the ninth one they think you're kidding, and you just jump, and I just jump. Yeah, I could. <laughs> It really hurt. It's yeah, really far away. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> suggesting you do it. it. Put a trampoline down. Somebody there. did that and then died. 
That sucked. It probably did. That's probably why there's a guard there. Yeah, there's probably a lawsuit involved for sure. Anyway. Yeah. So. Um, alcoholics. That's cool. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about alcoholics. Drinking in the morning. And Drinking. then I had a, Yeah. Sorry. So, yep. circle back. So, the. <laughs> I won't say her name. The girl's book where we read. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was looking at um, YouTube videos last night, and I found one that she happened to be on. And that's the reason I'm not saying her name. But uh, she was drinking quite a bit. But she was talking about getting up in the morning, and this is a good whiskey for first thing in the morning. So, like, when you get up, like, you don't want a spicy rye. You want to have, like, so she's talking about Japanese whiskey. Like, it's very smooth for your first drink in the morning. Sure. And I'm listening to her, and I'm like, she drinks... All day, I guess. But she ended up getting drunk on this video and talking about very suggestive things. Oh. Which was funny as someone that I've read your book and now you're on YouTube. Uh, oh, I know exactly what video you're talking about. You've seen it? She talks yes. about getting spanked and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was talking about some of something when she's talking about like how taste is it's it varies from subjective, yes. right? And she's like, some people like a, a sweet little this, and some people like to get spanked. Yeah. And, and she she did it more than once. The first one, I kind of just let it go. Yeah. And then it, she did it a few more times. It's, um, it was interesting to watch, to read. Stock market's down. <laughs> Somebody just tell you that? <laughs> no, I just got a notification. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> Because yeah. we have so much money in the stock market. No, I have, I took it all out <laughs> uh, in November. Oh, did you? Because uh, the people, some people that we know that have a shit ton of money told us to take it all out. So yeah. I took everything out, put everything in money market. And um, I've been kind of sitting around waiting. So I left like a certain amount of dollars in this one account. And um, I know how much it was when I left it in there and yeah. where it is now. So once it goes back to where it was, I'll, or less... I'll put my money back in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We're all over the place today. Um, that's all right, though. Yeah, we don't really have an agenda. We're just... Uh, yeah. Nothing too crazy. I do have a, a some a whitetail topic to talk about a little bit. Yes. Um, and we talked about the Firefly thing. Do we want to update anybody? Do we want to talk about our new pictures for wine enthusiasts and how that was going? <laughs> she said... We had a meeting and I was like, these need to be updated. So I took new pictures and sent them and they still weren't updated. So I I demanded a uh, Zoom call. No, it wasn't. It was Microsoft Teams. We had a Teams meeting and um, we talked and she goes, uh, she's like, yeah, I see what you're saying. The pictures on our website are disgusting. And I was like, mm, I took those. <laughs> <laughs> Did you but, tell her that? No. no. I was like, yeah, we our photographer isn't um, always on his game. Did, so. <laughs> Have I ever told you the story about our the kitchen cabinets in uh-huh. this house? So I painted those. They were a brown color. I took all the doors off and everything, bought cabinet paint. Spent a weekend, painted the cabinets. Not bad for a first-time DIY project, okay? I thought they were decent. Not a month later we decided to use um, or to invest and it's not even the right word. I decided I was too lazy to paint 
three fourths of this house. So we hired someone. Yeah, I remember you hired a painter um, because we had these really tall ceilings in one part, right. and it was just, eh, I just didn't want to fucking do it. So paid this guy. He's in here in my house painting, taping off uh, in the kitchen, and while he's paint taping off, he goes, "I noticed these uh, cabinets have been repainted. Who'd you hire to do that?" And I don't think I really answered him uh, because I know for sure I never told him I did. And may, he may have not gotten given me a chance to give an answer, but I remember him saying, it doesn't matter. Whoever it was did a shit job. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, I was like, oh, yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, look all right to me. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to let him know. Oh, half cocked. <laughs> like while you're painting, like, mm, this looks great. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I never painted him. Paint. Well, I mean, I, they were terrible pictures. I, I'm not, I'm not defending. Uh, I was happy with them at the time, but then, you know, you know, I'm not really big into taking pictures. So I've always liked video. Photography is not my strong suit. But the new pictures look better. There's some they sunburst better, yeah. in, um, and they were happy with the new picture. So yeah, so they're updating that. But she, um, I had a question about sales, and she was like, "Yeah, these are abnormally low for being on our website." Yeah. Like, yeah, I know because we're selling just as many, just us. And we don't have, because we had to jack our price up yeah. based on our agreement. Yeah. I think we could be selling more of those personally. I, uh, but they're, they're permanently on sale. So our sale <laughs> price is, is our price is the, is the wine. And right. And that price. was the agreement. But would they, they are on sale for whatever it is, 49. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they will always be on sale. So, so go check them out. Yeah, or we go buy it from Wine Enthusiasts. It doesn't matter. Yeah, either way, um, it works out. But I mean, we make latest. more money if you buy it from us. Yeah, but help a brother out. Yeah, trying to put some kids through college. Ugh, Matt's trying to get a second pool. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get a hot tub. <laughs> trying to get a hot tub. Uh, in South Carolina, just this midsummer, just like having two pools. Yeah, the pool gets sure. so damn hot. It does. <laughs> it gets wildly hot. Um, so yeah, that's the latest on the wine enthusiast thing. Um, the shed hunting thing, I was, I was that's what I was going to talk about today. Um, it's the time of year. Well, mostly last year and now people are still shed hunting depending on how much snow you've gotten. Um, I'm still seeing pictures of deer with, with antlers. I've, I've seen some of those too. I don't know how recent they are though, but there are certain parts of the country where they hold on to it much longer. Um, so I... Um, was watching a video and my middle son, my middle kid, Nolan, asked why they were picking up and collecting the, the deer antlers. Um, and so I explained to him that it's just it's something that, you know, some people do for fun after deer season. When deers drop their antlers, they'll go and collect them. And it got me thinking like, well, other than just collecting them, like what are their actual points? Like what are the reason people do it? Uh, and there's good, there's good benefits to it. And so that's what I was going to talk about today. Yeah. Unless you don't want me to. No, I, I, cause I was, I was just thinking the reasons that I would get it is to kind of track, like if I'm tracking a specific buck. Right. So, so if you're targeting one specific buck, that's certainly, that's certainly part of that. Um, on a more basic level, it's just fun, right? It's an excuse to get yeah. out in the woods and go do stuff. Um, especially if you hot. have if you have little ones, um, it's a good opportunity to get out and expose them to to the outdoors, expose them to 
whitetail hunting and and because you can do things and scout while you're out there you can teach them about game trails rubs scrapes all that yeah. kind of stuff um so it's a good opportunity for that uh but from the actual like deer management or scouting perspective though the antlers offer three things uh proof of first is proof of um survival right so a lot of people uh it's not so much a deal for us and where we hunt in south carolina but other parts of the country where seasons for um methods of take are much shorter meaning you may only have six weeks to hunt with your rifle you may only have two weeks to hunt with archery equipment like it's much more uh structured and limited and in, in, in what your options are throughout the season some people will hunt archery and then not know if that deer they've been after makes it through the orange army so to speak right, right. And, and they just you just don't ever know because during the rut deer change their home range things like that so it offers proof of survival right if you go out and you can find antlers that you have a particular buck with the same antlers um you can generally safely assume that that deer survived yeah made it um the other thing it does is proof of health so the size of uh deer antlers um a lot of people assume that the size of antlers is directly correlated to age uh, while it does have some to do with it, it's actually more correlated to the actual health of the deer and their diet. How many, um, how many minerals they're able to right stuff minerals, down. protein, all that stuff, um, injuries, things like. There's a lot of things that play into. So by finding sheds, um, and this is so kind of this can apply to a specific deer you're after, maybe, uh, but also just general herd management. If you're if you if you have a property and you're kind of just looking at the general health. Yeah. Uh, you can look and see how, how the antlers are. You can take a look if you've collected ones from previous years from the same deer, see how they're progressing. Um, one thing I thought of and didn't have time to look up is to see if there's any sort of labs or universities that do testing where you take you send in samples of multiple years and they look at the bone density and things like that. Uh, I think that would be interesting to see uh, if you can tell the difference. Like well, We can see in this deer, based on these four antlers, that over this course of four years, he saw a decrease in this mineral. And if you look at the property, you can see that they timbered over here and it changed the water flow and this, you know what I mean? Like well, to give a look at the grand scheme. Kind of, like when people do a uh, yard subscription boxes or whatever, and they do soil samples, like your yeah, yard yeah, exists, yeah. but you could actually, if you were to have sheds from your property, you could send it in and be like, your property is low on this mineral yeah. or, you know, um, they're not getting as much water as they need and it's stunning growth and, yeah, and, and more water sources or minerals. I know that there are companies, like you said, that do that Peanuts. for um, <laughs> for minerals <laughs> or for things that you're planting. Like you send soil samples, they'll tell you, hey, yeah. you need to plant this kind of stuff. Uh, but to be able to do that for deer, I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, I know they do similar things health-wise with teeth. We talked in the last yeah. podcast about pulling out uh, jaws for that. But um, So yeah, proof of health and then proof of location um, was the other main there's three big ones uh, the proof of location, right? So you want to know if that buck you were after came back to where you saw him on camera. You know, Cause many people, you talk to anyone that's hunted for a significant amount of time. They'll tell you started putting my trail cameras out in July, saw this big buck on camera twice a day until October. And then he disappeared. Haven't yeah. seen him since. Well, during the rut, they spread out. They be, you know, they're no longer back. Yeah, their range is way bigger. They may, they may go and chase, chase ladies 10 miles away and then come back and we've seen or maybe that. not um so we're, it gives you proof if you're able to get the same ones proof that they you know they did come back and back yeah. in that home range so those are just some some examples of uh what you can use um 
shed hunting for outside of just kind of getting out and collecting them. Of course, it is fun to collect and have a pile of sheds. I think they look cool. Um, but uh, we'll also talk about um, on our next podcast, I'm going to discuss a little bit, and it kind of ties in because the the time frames of the year blend together, but uh, shed hunting and turkey hunting um, yeah. during, that t- during this time of year, um, what you can do while you're turkey hunting to uh, scout for the next whitetail season. So we'll talk about that in the next podcast. When does turkey season start here? 20th of this month. Okay. Fairly certain. Because it starts in North Carolina the day, I believe the day um, of the WLS dinner. Oh, really? Because Jacob sent his, said he can't go. Oh, okay. Because he's going with his family turkey hunting. Um, That's a big deal. Yeah, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, man, you got to have those priorities. I totally understand it. Yeah, because I think we should start pushing our turkey calls here soon. Yeah, uh, so turkey calls are in stock. We have both glass and slate. Um, we have new ones. Um, the new ones have. They're in the mail right now with our with Whiskey and Whitetails on them. And they're actually a Purple Heart soundboard with Purple Heart Striker. Yeah, they're pretty, so they look pretty cool. I like them a lot. Yeah. Um, I will probably pay, gladly pay full price for one of the glass ones and probably never use it. Just keep it on display. Yeah, I'm going to for sure have one downstairs. Yeah. Um, But yeah, shed hunting, turkey hunting all in the same time. Um, And the thing about them that I've noticed over the years is if you don't get them off the ground pretty quickly, the squirrels will destroy them. Yeah. Yeah, Especially down here where we don't get snow cover or things like that to hide them. Um, they get eaten up pretty occasionally. You'll find one that got buried under leaves and it's not been messed with, but almost always, uh, if you don't find it within a week or two of it being dropped, it's going to have chunks yeah. nibbled off of it for sure. I also like when you find them, um, fresh and they still have, they're still like, they're not alive. Right. But they're, they're kind of alive still. You can tell the, yeah, it's still a little red, yeah. um, sponginess. Yeah. Um, it's and nice. then Dom has an awesome picture of a freshly dropped. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, when are we? Uh, we're getting him on soon, right? We've talked to him about that. Yeah, I think um, maybe like maybe three weeks from now. Okay, something like that. I'll work on. Um, we got to do it before he has his, his baby. Okay. Yeah, I'll work. Busy. I'll work on getting um, some of the technical stuff worked out so we can. The one we did with um, um, Kevin. Kevin. Yep. At Anderson Valley turned out pretty good. Uh, but there's some things I would have liked to have done better. So I'll work on that the next couple of weeks. Me, um, while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to shoot him a message right now to see when he's available. Okay. That works. Um, but yeah. So if you're a listener and you're listening to this, what are, or what is a product that you'd be interested in seeing, uh, Matt and I have notes on all kinds of different products and things to try and prototype out. Uh, we'll add you in. If it's an idea that but, we don't have, that we haven't had already. Yeah. We'll give you a dollar per sale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For an extended period of time for maybe a year. Maybe. Dollar per sale. If it's an idea that we don't already have. That doesn't exist. Let's put it that way. Because there's a lot of shit yeah, that exists. Yeah, if it doesn't exist, we might even give you more. Yeah. But we're just interested. We're, we're curious. Yeah. We want to grow our, our catalog. Um, if everything, if we could get something that sells as good as the smoking so, smoker block yeah, sell. That's what I'm getting at is I think yeah. uh, as companies do, 
we're going to eventually evolve over this year. We have certain products that are going to sell or that do sell and continue to sell really well. Um, some are not. And I think if we have other products or ideas, things that can sell as well, or at least close to the way the smoker block is, then we can either phase things out or at least have these additional you know, yeah. products to sell. Um, Cause those smoker blocks sell. I mean, we, I've sold three since we've been sitting here. <laughs> like they just, problem. it's especially on weekends, like on a Friday night, Saturday night, like we'll sell, like I'll wake up the next morning and have need to run, take, you know, we'll sell a lot on a Friday, Saturday night. I think people get together, get some drinking done and, and start looking yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people are shopping last minute birthday gifts and stuff like that. That's possible. Oh shit. His birthday is two days from now. And we're also one of the few shops that ship. I mean, I ship same day that it's ordered um, for Etsy. I know that I've definitely ordered things knowing it's not going to be there on time. So I can say, Hey man, listen, yeah, it's on the way. Got you a great gift. Yep. It is on the way. It just, you know, got to hang up or they didn't ship it in time, Yep. but it's off your conscience. Cause you did order it. Yep. So, which is fine too, and we could even post date the order receipt if if you screwed up, <laughs> if you really screwed up. Um, <clears throat> That's funny. You know, shoot us an email, and we'll throw in there. This item was ordered December of last year. I'll and, handwrite and, it. Yeah, we screwed up. Our bad. <laughs> Your friend's a good friend. We messed up. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, but uh, we're gonna make some stuff today. I think. Yeah, if you still want to do that. Yeah, I brought my tables so. along. Okay. Very, we can slam some stuff out, but um, I want to do. I want to take apart that barrel, but I don't really know what we're. We could probably just chop that whole barrel up for. Yeah, bricks. it's it needs to get out of my garage. It's leaking yeah. all over my floor, um, and there's tons of. So we have a bunch of. I have a bunch of stuff that I have sorted already into different piles based on kind of what it is. Um, one of them is a a big tub that's ready to go. For bags, like they're already small pieces. Oh, nice. Um, another one is full of pieces that could probably be cut, but I'm not. And then I've got a bunch of staves that are in those weird sizes that we don't use for anything. So yeah, um, we can go through all that and figure out what you want to take for the for the barbecue bags, or what you want me to hold on to to cut later, what what we could toss because this stuff's just sitting around right now. Yeah. If there's anything you want, we want to take to um, David and let him maybe try making some other stuff. I could do that too. I can, I can run by David's on the way home. David makes, um, he makes lamps for us. We got some badass lamps. We just, we don't ship them. It's local only. Yeah. We do have some things that just with our operating costs right now and just kind of, um, just logistics wise, just the two of us, uh, shipping big pieces of furniture right that are just kind of out of our, yeah, we don't do it. Not an option for us right now, but, um, if you're if you, local, if you, yeah, if you're coming to South Carolina, want something made out of a barrel, like he makes rocking chairs and tables. And these lamps are really, really cool. They're um, it's four staves, kind of with the outside of the barrel. It's the char side facing out, and then he uses barrel lids to kind of put them together. Yeah, um, I could shoot you a picture of it if you're interested. But if you end up coming to Charleston for anything and you and you want to get some whiskey barrel furniture, <laughs> we um, we sell a lot of it. Well, not a lot of it, but we sell a lot of different types of furniture. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, setting up a, a, a new office. Yeah. With uh, Meant to tell you that. So that's 
That's how we'll wrap this one up because yeah. I need some water. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, so that liquor store, yeah, they were putting a display in. Mm-hmm. I was there. I don't know Sunday or no, it wasn't I couldn't have been Sunday. So I don't know Monday maybe. Um, I stopped by there after work and was talking to him about um, a barrel and where we're going to put the display and, and whatever kind of products he wanted to have. Anyway, yeah. He said that he's opening a second location. Oh. And so he's looking in Park Circle. So he found a place near or around Park Circle that kind of backs up to the train tracks. Okay. Um, And there's a building on it already, and he's going to tear it down, and he's going to build a warehouse and, like, kind of split it up and rent the floor space out. Okay. And he's going to put a liquor store in one of them. And I told him that we were in search of. Yeah. And, um potentially interested in buying property as well. And uh, he said, if we change our minds and we wanted to rent um, part of his warehouse, that he'd hook it up, hook it up. So, but that may be yeah. a year away. I mean, how long is it going to take him to, to tear down and rebuild? You know, I don't know. It depends on what kind of building he's going to build. It's going to be kind of a pole barn thing with just exposed heating and air, like up in the rafters. It may not take long at all. Yeah. Do that in a few months. Sure. But I figure we'd be able to uh, soundproof a little spot in the back. Yeah. That'd but be... the only thing that would suck is the train. Yeah, that would be super crappy. I, However, I would... the trains go very slow through there. So while you may not hear it, it'd be, you know, the whole building would shake. Yeah. I'm sure we could figure out the schedule and work around it. Yeah, probably. Uh, there has to be a schedule when they run run through there. Ask um, someone that lives there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every morning at 3 a.m. Right, yeah, <laughs> that would suck so bad. But you yeah, used it, to. We used to live next to a train track. Yeah, we, uh, we lived, um, well, all the places we lived in Goose Creek were all within earshot of, of the train tracks. We heard it all the time. Um, and they're moving in Goose Creek. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's far enough out of town that yeah. they, they're they allowed to pick up speed. and Yep. Um, especially the Amtrak train. It hauls ass, but yeah, uh, having some space is going to happen soon. Cause I think this, I was thinking about it while I was setting all this stuff up. This is, I think our seventh or eighth or ninth different setup set, like yeah. location. Yeah. <laughs> it's turning into th- to a thing now where it's like, well, do we want a podcast studio or, or is that just our thing where we never record in the same place? Yeah. We never, three times? <laughs> yeah, that would work. Um, we should we should start we should do one like on a stairway somewhere. It's really echoey and loud. Yeah, just, just sit in a stairway. Well, that's fine. Uh, my only my only rule is that podcast is no longer than fifteen minutes because editing that audio and those echoes yeah. out is going to suck. I'm sure. Yeah, it would be cool though uh, to have like a, a actual physical place to record would would be really cool. Um, and I think it will eventually happen. But I still love the idea of having like a little RV that's like a mobile, um, a mobile recording studio. Yeah. Well, that trailer we're buying um, is probably too small, but we could probably figure out some kind of like fold up, fold up. Wait a minute. Um, and we're not using it to transport barrels. Some kind of like um, walling set up or something maybe i just think about how hot it is most of the year around here and getting inside that thing 
be like us. Like a, a, any sort of AC unit is going to be loud. I just don't know if it's going to work. I could do a do a sweat in there. Do some uh, ayahuasca and yeah, whatever some whatever, ayahuasca, whatever, whatever it is. They, some uh, peyote. Native. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, do the some native peyote shoes. and uh, and <laughs> sit inside this trailer. A sweat lodge. <laughs> Get in touch with my my inner spiritual, deep spiritual. Yeah, a deep spiritual journey. Yeah, on 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 while recording. Oof. I think yeah, that'd they, be fun to listen to afterwards. They don't want to hear what. <laughs> now, what you have to say? <laughs> yeah, probably okay. not what I have to say either. All right, so yeah, we're one. gonna yeah we're gonna wrap this up. Anything else you have? Any saved rounds or last minute alibis? Where'd you learn that from? I don't know. I've been in a few meetings with yeah. a few different types of folks. <laughs> Dom Gatto says, "Sounds good. Give me dates and times, and I'll see what works." So, cool. Yep, yeah, we're gonna do that. We're also gonna have um, the I don't know what if he's the CEO or owner, part owner, one of the owners of the only owner I know of uh, <laughs> Frigate Reserve Rum. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited his story about that. is is bananas. It, like it's it's such a cool. I'm not gonna ruin any of it, but his story is so cool. I mean, it involves. Don't tell anymore because yeah, I, I, I want I want to I want to be hearing it for the first time yeah. whenever he tells it on the podcast. It's uh, a wild story. I want to be surprised, so I'm looking forward to that. Sweet, cool. Well, cool. we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Uh, have a good week, and we're out. Bye. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.